Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And a throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. And there he goes. How about number six? You don't get no better than that, man. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Mazodcast. This is our final season preview show of uh, 2016. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. With me, as always, is Colin Kaepernick's life coach, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And not joining us today is, of course, Brian Goers, who's currently seeking treatment for chocoholism. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's had some ailments over time. This is maybe yeah. not the not the worst he's suffered. No, so. no. <laughs> anyway, it is uh, one week now from college football season getting off the ground. How about that? Yeah, there you go. So uh, with, with that underway, let's talk a little bit about uh, Missouri versus West Virginia, Colin. West Virginia has a football team. <laughs> they do indeed. They're, They're named the Mountaineers. Yeah, it looks like you've been doing your research. <laughs> I have. That's as far as I've gotten, though, unfortunately. <laughs> so the thing, uh, I have been doing a little bit of research on West Virginia in preparation for the coming week. And, Good that one of us has. Mm-hmm, uh, you know, just, and a lot of it has to do with what the Mountaineers did last season versus you know what we, of course, did last season, which we're far more familiar with. And uh, West Virginia, they went 8-5 and five last year. Um, but respectable. What, it's respectable, but what that's what that record doesn't really tell is that it was a very up and down year with a lot of lopsided scores both directions. Um, the Mountaineers, when they played lesser talent, they did they re- have any racially charged protests? <laughs> you know what? I think we've cornered the market on that. Oh, well, there you go. So, um, but they they were running up the scores on people. They were looking good, and they had a rough stretch in October where they played four consecutive conference opponents who were ranked in the top twenty-five, and they got slaughtered. Well, good. The thing I like about West Virginia is I believe they beat Kansas forty-nine to nothing or something well, like that. I'll and, pat them on the back for that. Yeah, in Kansas, and um, so anyway, yeah, they they got beat badly when they played good teams, and they played very well against the mediocre talent. Of course, last year we struggled against everybody. Mm-hmm. Big question, Brendan. Mm-hmm. What is a mountaineer? Mm-hmm. Well, I believe it is a near that is close to a mountain. Okay. No, sure. I, 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 it has something to do with incest. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. Um, the other thing I noticed about West Virginia is they played well at home, which doesn't bode well for mm. the Tigers. Um, they play. They performed very well when they were in Morgantown, and uh, of course, that's where we're headed this weekend. Uh, next weekend, I guess. So the, yeah. the I heard Barry Odom had his team simulating playing on the road. That's right. It, yeah, this weekend he put them in a ho- up in a hotel. And uh, went through all the same schedule and motions that they would do if they were on a regular road game and trying to prep as if. So, um, you know, who knows how much that helps. But I feel like it's one of those things you do to have all your I's dotted and T's crossed. I wonder if Matty Mockrish on the team, would he feel compelled to take a pillowcase full of cocaine with him, even though he's still technically in Columbia? If he's going to treat it like every other road game, right. would he feel the necessity he's to He's not do even that? on the team right now. I guess and we I feel like he's. Well, but I mean, he's not even on the team right now. And I feel like he probably has a pillowcase full of cocaine with him mm-hmm. right now as yeah, we speak. Sure. So, um, anyway, the other thing about West Virginia is that. Uh, they have lost a lot of players on defense. Good. Yes, that's good. But uh, one area where they're, they still have um, a lot of juniors and seniors on the squad is unfortunately their defensive line. That is the real crux of what will happen in Morgantown next weekend. I yeah, think. because if, uh, in case you haven't been paying attention, uh, our offensive line is garbage, <laughs> and um, or at least it has been. We'll hope that they're not hot garbage this year as they've been in the past. Right. But uh, time will tell on that. But, I, you know, I do have confidence this year. And, uh, you know, there's a couple, you know, obviously we've got a new offensive line coach and an entire new offensive coordinator. 
And then we've got the junior um, college transfer, Tyler Howell, who is there's no other way to describe him other than enormous. He's mammoth. He's a huge, huge man. And he's like 6'8", I think. Mm-hmm. And um, he was supposed to be on the squad last year, but he had some grade issues and he had to um, push it back a season. You know, just imagine what we, how much better the offensive line could have been if we had a true left tackle and we could have moved Connor McGovern over. Of course, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We don't know if he's a true left tackle yet. No, but that's division one left tackle. Well, I mean, yes, we don't know anything. (laughs) But we did know this last year. Connor McGovern was not one. No, no, indeed. And but this is what they've been grooming him for. You know, this is this is his position that they want to have him in. And if he does perform well at the left tackle position, that means so much for the potential success of Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to go up against West Virginia, who does have that seasoned defensive line. So we're going to get tested right away, and we will find out quickly what the offensive line is like this year and, ergo, what Missouri is going to yeah. be like. Because Somebody to protect that uh, precious Blind side of our mm-hmm. golden armed quarterback. Yeah, Andrew I mean, we, the question: Question: mm-hmm. Does this young man have a plucky Southern Tiger mom that he moved in with, helped him find his football prowess? <laughs> you mean when Sandra Bullock b- before he's be yeah. <laughs> protecting his quarterback's blind side? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, you know, I think if he does, that could only help. Sure. In my experience. That's Tim always McGraw. been. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, has he got Tim McGraw in his back pocket? That would help. That'd be great. For in the limited amount of times I've seen that situation happen, it only works out well. Yeah, it does. It and frankly, it brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. No yeah. matter how many times I see it happen, mm-hmm. no matter how many times it comes up on basic cable. Yeah. It it uh, it's touching. It's heartwarming. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know. But uh, anyway, he's here now, and uh, one can only presume that uh, that he's going to be the starting left tackle this year in what is a very thin offensive and line. That's absolutely all we could do is presume because uh, Barry Odom is uh, holding his starting lineup very, very close to the vest. Yeah, much like the rest of practices, scrimmages, and everything else. Uh, the, the co- you know, Joe Curtin. Wall Jasper brought it up that uh, – good friend of the show, Joe Joe Waljasper, that uh, I don't know if it behooves Missouri to play it so close to the vest. I mean, we don't enjoy the profile of an Alabama or other blue chip program. You know, we want, he needs to be a little more out there. The team needs to be a little more out there because they need to inspire some sort of uh, enthusiasm for the team. And like, you know, this, this, you know, Patriot-esque everything on lockdown kind of sucks. I mean, and, you know, we hate it. And I'm certain the guys who actually are, you know, paid money, very, very little money, but money nonetheless to cover the team are very frustrated by it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't even tell us who the starters are. I know, I know, I know. And it is a small sporting community in Columbia. And so, you know, you got to throw us a bone a little bit yeah. because. Poor press box super friends. Meanwhile, back with the press box super friends. <laughs> yeah, those guys. <laughs> yes, those guys. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, starved for information yeah yeah poor fellas so anyway we like i said we can only presume what the uh what the starting line is going to look like oh it looks like looks like we're getting a call uh-oh you're on with the mazodcast ophthalmologist dr strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. What's up, fellas? This is Tiger Cardinals, baby. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Calling about the Tiger season. I think they're going to be better than people predict. Yeah, what is your prediction this year? I look at an eight-win season this year. Eight wins. I think they're going to upset some teams. Who have you got in mind for those upsets? 
Georgia. All right. And I think I I think they're going to go down to the swamp and win too. You know, we talked about that last week too. I think that's a game we can steal. I'm pessimistic about that. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean. You know, we talk about Tennessee getting overrated all the time, but, um, but you know. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Gentlemen, there's no team more overrated than the Volunteers. The yeah. Volunteers? Yes, they are overrated as they come. Yeah, every year. I would invite uh, yeah. Mazad Casters to go to our blog. We wrote an article just about, about just that. Yeah. yeah. Jones, great recruiter, terrible coach. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he sure blew a lot of leads last year. And, you know, is the – we were at our lowest point last year when we played them. It was the only year in the entire time in the SEC that they actually were able to beat us. Oh, yeah. And Kentucky, too. They'll, they'll, they'll blow Kentucky out this year. Yeah. I, I, and, 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 optimism. And them nitwits on the SEC network taking uh, Vanderbilt and saying that Mizzou, their last three games, they don't have a chance of winning three. Are, are they, they're just stupid. I saw they're that. Stupid. Vanderbilt. Yeah. The, you know, the guy. Vander, Vanderbilt's awful. <laughs> they got lucky last year because Mizzou once again was a down year because Pinkle Stinkle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and um, you know, of course, one of those guys on the SEC network that made that call was a Vanderbilt player, so it's yeah. no big surprise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice too? They... He was also the bachelor. So what does that tell you about him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's an idiot. Did you notice they gave us the the B squad for SEC Network? We didn't get any of their big guns. We got the no names. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get the yeah South Carolina or uh, Booger McFarlane. Yeah, none of those guys. South Carolina was on next, and they got McElroy and McFarlane, the A squad. Yeah, I think they're going to beat Arkansas. I'll tell you right now. I think straight up they're going to beat Arkansas. They'll beat they'll beat them at home this year again. That is I guess the better question is who will they there's lose another, against? There's another guy, the, oh. the big Buddha. The big Buddha. Bielema. Great recruiter, great recruiter, terrible coach. I don't care what – just because you're good in front of a microphone doesn't mean you're a good coach. But he does He's have, one of the most overrated coaches in America. Don't you think his hot wife really, though, kind of gives him oh, a few yeah. points? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know why she's with him. It ain't because of his looks. No, because of his coaching prowess. Yeah. <laughs> because he's hung like the mule, probably. <laughs> 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 We're only going to speculate on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's, just, but that's after she has, she has to pull up his belly to see it first. Before we let you go, tell us, uh, what, what are your expectations? We were talking a little bit about the offensive line for Missouri. What do you think they're going to well, look like this year? Here's what, here's what I think. I think the, the pace they play at is actually going to help the offensive line. They're not going to have to hold their blocks as long. And Locke's not going to have to look for so many receivers. Yeah. It's just a boom, <laughs> quick and go. Just like they did at Oklahoma. I think the running backs are going to be a lot better this year. I think Crockett's going to be a stud. Yeah. I said, I'm looking forward to seeing Ross play, too. I think, I, And I'm looking to see Adams at the, at the uh, tackle position. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the call. Thanks for, thanks for uh, chiming in. All right, gentlemen. Have a good one. You, too. M-I-Z. C-O-U. Wow. There you go. Went a lot of different directions. Yeah, I especially enjoyed the part about uh, dong size speculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always uh, welcome that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> speculation so so eight and three is that what he said uh, i don't know yeah <laughs> the uh i will say this good. you you were just mentioning the juco transfer and there is this adams kid who's supposed to be a at least they're supposed to be high on at the tackle position a couple mm-hmm. a good left and right tackle could gosh make a huge difference yeah if we get strong at the tackles and and um and uh just have a little bit more consistent play from the guards and you know of course uh, we're gonna have a young center now, but I mean Evan Bain, as good as he was, he was hurt a good part of last year. Mm-hmm. That ankle was never really healthy, as much like well, Russell Hansbro. And since the season ended last year, I've heard more and more talk about AJ Ricker just being completely out of his depth, clueless. You know, that's been more more even so than Henson. Like Henson was just uh, bad, you know, just a bad offensive quarter, but AJ Ricker just was unqualified. An, an unmitigated disaster. And so I'm hoping that is true because if that's the case, and I, you got to think that is the case. I mean, two of our offensive linemen went to the fucking NFL. Right. I and know. they played like crap. So it's, you know, obviously there was talent there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's been the indictment ever since the draft is that, that you, how can you have two of your five offensive linemen <laughs> drafted in the NFL? And, and they were good bad. the year before, Brennan. And Mitch Morris was our center, or no, he was a guard, wasn't he? He was he's a center for the Chiefs, but mm-hmm. you know, so the last Incorrect. two years line <laughs> the last two years, our line, three of those five guys have gone to the NFL. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, I feel like that's as big an indictment of A.J. Ricker and his coaching as anything. Well, the, you know, I the more I looked into those West Virginia matchup, and, you know, they went 8-5 and five last year, which has been an improvement over the last couple seasons. I look at the offensive line, and I have been for some time, is like, I, I just don't think they can be worse. They have to be improved over mm-hmm. last year because they couldn't be worse. No, they really couldn't. And if we do see an improved offensive line play, I think we match up fairly well against West Virginia. Did Tyler Chappell graduate? <laughs> I believe so. Oh, thank Christ. Yeah. I, I feel like he, uh, like Gary Pinkle must have lost a bet, and that's why he got to play so much. I mean, it just, ugh, that guy was just a turnstile. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, besides the offensive line, we do have, like, another guy I'm looking forward to seeing is Chris Black, the, uh, the wide receiver. The wide receiver transfer from Alabama. You know, this is his senior year, and I mean, he's, he, we just didn't see much from the wide receivers last season, and here's a guy with some, some experience. Some at a, pedigree, maybe. Yeah, so maybe some pedigree. That's probably a good way to put in it. And, uh, you know, give Drew Locke some options. And and I'm also looking forward to not necessarily the play of our tight ends, but more plays to the tight end mm-hmm. position, just opening up the playbook a little bit. Of course, I know that they were they had to keep the playbook a little tight because everything was falling apart, but it all started to stop with the offensive line. And then, of course, we got, we've got a 220-pound running back now instead of Ish fall down at the one-yard line winner. So... The caller mentioned it, too, is that everybody's predicting kind of a quick hit offense, too, that should help um, the offensive line and everybody involved. But again, that is just speculation. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have seen nothing. I mean, everybody's just presuming that. And um, I think it would bode well for the Tigers. But, you know, truthfully, if they came out in some sort of power eye, run it up your ass offense, they could do that. Nobody knows. Mm Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we're not going to know anything, really. I mean, even though I got to go to the scrimmage, I was pretty preoccupied with yeah. my interview, so I didn't sure. get to watch a lot of it. But uh, we just don't know what kind of offense we're going to look at. Uh, we haven't seen anything since the spring game, essentially. So Mm-mm. That's going to be so great next week watching football. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Um, before we get into that, I should mention that we are going to have a midweek show because, like we did last year, we want to talk to some folks from uh, West Virginia just to get a better sense of what the Mountaineers may look like in uh, the coming week and, uh, you know, just find out from our opposition Mm -hmm. what we have in store. Somebody on the ground. Because really, you know, even the resources that we have available to us just via Twitter and the Internet – uh, you know, the the uh, rock emanations of the world are not pouring with information about West Virginia yet. They might as the week goes on, but there's not a lot of uh, West Virginia knowledge to be had out there as of yet. So I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to somebody from West Virginia who will know something about this football team that we're going to be seeing. Especially with the amount of uh, change they've had with the, you know, young, new freshmen and sophomores coming into the positions that were, you know, filled by pretty successful upperclassmen last year and that are now gone. Um, it, you know, I want to know if there's been fall off or if they've got guys in to replace them. Or will they know? I mean, maybe do, do the, are, is West Virginia's press allowed to know anything about their team? It's <laughs> a good point. I, I did see a video uh, with the West Virginia coach doing about an eight-minute interview with the press, which I feel like is about seven minutes and 55 seconds longer than you know, yeah. media. Until the SEC Network had the little uh, Mizzou preview. I, I mean, I that was as much information as I've got. And that was... Literally, this is how in-depth they got. At one point, they talked about Drew Locke's hair mm-hmm. and his haircut. I mean, they were really giving us some some stuff. I know? believe the Drew Locke hair segment was the longest portion of the preview show they had the entire mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, that's one thing about those, the SEC Network, and we talked about it off-air, is it's amazing how shallow amount of information they are able to provide. They really don't know anything Yeah, I've mentioned it. to you, I'm like, couldn't they just get somebody from Missouri to come on the show and talk about Missouri a little bit, yeah. rather than just get two guys who just, you know, half an hour for the program, Read know, looked, some over, cards. looked over a, a cheat sheet about Mizzou. I mean, and not only that, we mentioned it, the B squad we got. <laughs> We're getting another call. Hold on one second, Colin. Welcome to the Mazodcast. Who we got? Oh, you got Mizzou, the Mizzou dude here. Welcome to the show. Welcome back for 2016. What's going on? We're just talking West Virginia. What do you think about that matchup? Well, I don't know much about West Virginia for what it's worth. I know they got a pretty good quarterback coming back named uh, Skylar something. Skylar something, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, they, <laughs> they can't have Will Greer yet because he's got to sit out a year. But I guess he's got to pee out all those drugs. Yeah. <laughs> they lost a lot of... Defensive players, I know that for sure. Yeah, that's weird. We need that. Yeah, that would help us dramatically. The, the fear we have is they, they all their um, talent, their returning talent is on the line where our offensive line could use a break. I know our 
D-line versus their O-line will be a great matchup from what I've heard. So, yeah. But, what do you think about uh, the, our offensive line this uh, year? Our offensive line? Yeah, what do you expect? Well, I guess it really can't get any worse. <laughs> That's been our um, opinion. We had uh, two NFL draft picks last year, and we had probably one of the worst lines in college football. <laughs> so that's probably on the coaching. A.J. Ricker might have been worse than Josh Hinton. <laughs> At least Josh Hinton knew that the football was brown. <laughs> that is <laughs> very true. true. Indeed he did. The football is brown! <laughs> so, um... Well, let me ask you before we let you go, what is your prediction? What's your, what do you think the, the record is going to be this year? I think we'll probably be anywhere from 5-7 and seven to, at best, 7-5 and five if we steal a couple games. Uh, I didn't ask you for a range. I asked you for a pick, a strong pick. 6-6. Six and six. Okay, <laughs> split it right we'll down the middle. Game. Okay, okay, so... All right, that's a good safe pick, six and six. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be happy, but I'd be satisfied. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for calling in, Mizzou dude. All right, thank you. Bye bye. So he just uh, reiterated some of the things that I'd said, which probably proves that he's a very intelligent young man. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about that. Well, before we uh, move on, let's take our first break, and when we come back, we'll uh, talk to uh, one of the freshman players this year who we haven't had a chance to speak to, freshman kicker Tucker McCann. Yeah, replacing Mr. Andrew Baggett. Mm-hmm. So Baggett of gold is gone. Yeah, that's and now right. We've got a New young kicker, a freshman kicker, and a highly ranked at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big, big shoe to fill. Mm-hmm. So uh, with until then, this is the Mazodcast. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. They stink worse than Josh Augusta's jockstrap. The Mazodcast. Well, we're back, and joining us now is freshman place kicker Tucker McCann. Thanks for joining us, Tucker. Oh, Jesus, love you. Thanks for having me, boys. Still on our quest for interviews for a freshman kicker. Yeah, I imagine that's probably true, but we uh, hear a lot of exciting things about you, and you got a big shoe to fill with uh, Andrew Baggett and uh, expectations for you to uh, perform at the same level that uh, Corey Fittoni was able to do last year. Oh, that's our big shoes to fill. Corey's doing a terrific job. Yeah. But I don't know about Mr. Baggett. From what I hear from me, me teammates, he wasn't much of a kicker at all. Well, <laughs> he had his moments. He had his moments, but... Tucker, I guess listening to you for the first time, I have to ask you, you are from Illinois, isn't that right? That's right. I'm from O'Fallon, Illinois. Oh, is that Okay. O'Fallon, Illinois. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Tucker, and what are your expectations for this season? Well, I'm a kicker. I, you know, I enjoy American football very much, very much indeed. We just call it football, but yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Certainly. I enjoy playing for the Tigers. I wouldn't think of going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I had many suitors, many suitors, but uh, the Tigers were the only place I wanted to play. Well, a lot of people talk about you know place kickers and um, how it's a it's a position where it's all between your ears. You know, it's very easy to get rattled. What do you do to get in the right head place to you know prepare for long field goals and those sorts of things? Well, you know, Guinness. I drink a lot of Guinness. Mm-hmm. I like my Guinness black and hot, like I like my women. Mm, interesting. So, what's your game day prep? Oh, the, well, I mean, the game, the legs God give me, that's all the prep I need. I mean, <laughs> these things are rock-solid gold. Is that, yeah, well, good, we're hoping that's true. You know, last year we, we didn't score a ton, and if, we, if our offense struggles, you know, some this year, we're going to rely heavily on that leg of yours. Well, that's all right. You can rely on me like all you want. The ladies rely on me third leg quite a bit, so I'm used to the pressure. Oh, darn, you, you seem to have a lot of similarities with Corey in that respect. Well, I think... Kickers are a special breed, mm-hmm. and we all have a many similar car exercises. Oh, pardon me. Easy for you and, to say. Uh, <laughs> I think, but I think me, uh, me leg will be fine. I think a lot of long kicks for lots of points will be be well had. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Um, I think uh, me and Corey will make quite a team. I hope that's true. Um, I'm, we're hoping that you will be, this year, our lucky charm. <laughs> oh, very funny. I've taken a lot of jokes like that from me teammates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, always pot of gold, lucky charms, Irish prick, you little squeaky little Irish piece of shit, you no good cocksucker, you know, fun things like that. That doesn't sound very fun to me. It sounds kind of mean, honestly. Well, again, kickers, you know, we take a bit, of, a bit more grief than others, perhaps. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on, and we hope to hear from you more this season. And uh, you know, if you hope you get into the game a lot and and have some success. Yeah, it'll be a bloody good time. <laughs> All right, thanks, Tucker. Appreciate it. All right, boys. M I Z Z O U. Well, there you have it, Colin Tucker McCann. What are you thinking about our new kicker? Yeah, he seems a character, much <laughs> like our other kicker. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, well, let's move right along and get into some important business. Flyers. There were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. Well, our first story comes to us today from the Lawrence Journal World, Colin. Uh, It says, a Lawrence man accused of exposing himself to a minor. Court bans him from department stores. Uh, that seems prudent. <laughs> after a string of incidents and a chase, a Lawrence man stands accused of exposing himself to a minor and has been barred from entering several stores south side of town. Tyler Earl Jefferson, age 22, was arrested August 9th, faces a felony count of lewd and lascivious behavior, a misdemeanor count of lewd and lascivious behavior, and a misdemeanor count of fleeing or attempting to elude a police officer. I'm really kind of surprised old Tyler Earl was arrested for this in Kansas, honestly. I know, right? I exposing yourself to minor was a minor was kind of like a day-to-day... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's just a just rite a, of passage. Yeah, just a thing in Kansas, you know. Well, according to the criminal complaint filed against Jefferson, he's accused of exposing himself twice on July 27th, once to a nine-year-old, and again to an adult. Good God. It's probably the adult part that got him in trouble. Mm-hmm. Jefferson is also accused of fleeing the police when they were attempting to stop his vehicle, the complaint says. Erica Winkles, spokesperson for Target, acknowledged an incident did occur at a Lawrence store, which is on 3200 block of Iowa Street, but declined to address specifics. I can confirm that the store contacted police as soon as they were made aware of the incident. It's Target's practice to partner closely with law enforcement in any incidents at our store. He's currently being held on a $50,000 bond, and uh, as part of the bond, he is ordered not to return to Kohl's, TJ Maxx, or Target. Excuse me, miss, could you help me with this? Can you tell me, is this too big for my body? <laughs> well, uh, let's see. So it's all, you know, discount chains. So if it's too yep. big for the body, it's a low, <laughs> low-end product. Local representatives from Kohl's and TJ Maxx declined to comment on Jefferson's arrest. Or his dick. <laughs> Either one. Next story, also from the Lawrence Journal World, a six-year-old Lawrence boy shoots self in foot while playing with gun. Of course. A Lawrence six-year-old was shot Thursday morning while he was playing with a gun, police say, otherwise known as exercising his Second Amendment right. (laughs) Around 745, officers were dispatched to the 500 block of Wisconsin Street regarding a shooting. Officers found the child inside the home suffering from accidental self-inflicted gunshot wound. I will die for this young boy to have his Second Amendment rights and to be able to exercise them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This six-year-old has the right to bear arms. That's right, into his foot. Yeah. Arms and foot. The child was taken by ambulance to a Kansas City area hospital and is in stable condition and is expected to fully recover. The incident is currently under investigation. Several adult witnesses were at the residence at the time. So it was kind of like, look at him. Look at that silly little boy playing with his gun. (laughs) Or it's like, we're going to be in here drinking, son. You just hang out near the gun rack. Yeah. When the investigation is complete, investigators will forward their report to the Douglas County District Attorney's Office to determine if charges will be filed. Next story, by the way, I should mention, I don't know if there was a full moon or if something was in the water, but my God, there was a plethora of Kansas week, yep. Kansas news yeah. this week. So we'll just get Something right. got them all stirred up. Something really did. A uh, similar line of, uh, of uh, news, Kansas State University policy would allow guns in all buildings. Well, why wouldn't they? Kansas State University it will allow concealed firearms on all campus buildings and require them to be kept in holsters under new guidelines developed to comply with a new Kansas State law. In Kansas, where gun owners can carry concealed weapons with or without a license or training, public universities, as 
Why um, would you need training, Brendan? You just point it and pull the trigger. I mean, yeah, it could be simpler. He's as a six-year-old could do it. <laughs> uh, they can. Uh, they will be able to carry them in all campus buildings, and they don't. And that don't have any security measures or metal detectors. An option widely considered cost prohibitive by a majority of campus buildings. The Kansas Board of Regents has direct shot wounds are not cost prohibitive. <laughs> no. The Board of Regents has directed the university to develop more detailed policies by the fall to, for safe storage and handling of guns on campus to determine whether buildings need to have beefed-up security. I Op- think this is kind of a moot point, Brennan. I feel like all Kansas residents are always armed. I mean, this is yeah. just dating the obvious, basically. Law or no law. Yeah. Opposition to the concealed carry law has been fierce on the system six campuses, largely on public safety grounds. Last year, professors at K-State signed a letter sent it to the legislators opposing weapons on campus. Which they wholly just ignored. They spent, I heard, a full hour and 45 minutes just cackling and laughing. <laughs> uh, in their defense, I don't think a single legislator in Kansas has ever attended college. Mm-hmm. No, the university also won't provide storage devices for firearms under any circumstances, and handguns can be stored only in locked vehicles or an on-campus residence in a secured holster or storage device. This one comes from the AP, a Kansas City, Kansas man sentenced for bomb hoax. A Kansas man has been Those sen- are always hilarious. Mm-hmm. A Kansas man has been sentenced to more than a year in federal prison for forcing the evacuation of a terminal at the Kansas City International Airport when he lied about having a bomb in his truck. Yeah, yeah. The Kansas City Star reports that 35-year-old David James Kane was sentenced Tuesday to one year and six months in a federal prison. He pleaded guilty earlier this year to a charge stemming from the August 2014 incident at the airport's Terminal B. Prosecutors say Kane left his truck parked in front of the terminal for more than an hour. After airport authorities announced they'd tow the truck if it wasn't moved, Kane told airport employees there was a bomb in the truck. The terminal was evacuated until law enforcement investigated um, authorities found no explosives. I don't just hate this guy because he's a Kansas resident. I hate him because if you've ever been to an airport and had your flight delayed or, God forbid, your terminal evacuated, I can, you know, as a traveler, I would, um, you know, I'm, I'm for this guy's execution, basically. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. This is a little different. It comes to us from the, the Middletown Press in Connecticut. It says a, a fight leads to an arrest of a Middletown woman with a Kansas fugitive from justice warrant. Hmm. A public argument between two women over laundry led to the arrest of a fugitive from justice with an outstanding warrant from Kansas. Police were called to Harbor Park on August 21st, about two women fighting and in, in next to a small car parked in a lot. According to the report, upon arrival of the authorities, um, Edlin Fuller, age 48, of no certain address, was driving the car towards Metro, Metro Square while the other woman, later identified as her girlfriend, was sitting on the ground, police said. The woman said she and the individual had an argument over her leaving to do the laundry. A search of the car turned up a glass crack pipe and mm-hmm. burn residue, and records checks revealed that Fuller had a fugitive arrest warrant from Kansas. He must have been kind of a your upper echelon Kansas resident, not, not a meth pipe, but a crack pipe. Yeah, she, you know, she, Brendan, she Colin. Oh, sorry. Well, say what you will about Donald Trump, for or against, mm-hmm. but if he really wants to build a wall, can I just suggest mm-hmm. that maybe the wall shouldn't be built between... Mexico, Mexico, okay. and the United States, and maybe just completely around Kansas. Yeah. I, I would have a much easier time getting on board with that plan. It's almost all right angles. It's pretty easy to build. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, mm-hmm. you I, could I probably mean, buy that vinyl fencing at Lowe's. That you know, put a little barbed wire. That'd be enough to perplex any Kansas resident. Yeah, I know. Just dig a ditch. Let's see. <laughs> just fill it with water. They can't swim. It's common knowledge. No, there's no, there's no water there. <laughs> K-A-K-E in Wichita says, woman strips naked outside of worship service. I told you there's a lot going on. (laughs) A woman is in the hospital and her four children are in protective custody after she reportedly stripped to her bare skin Sunday at a Wichita church. Facebook post from Chief Gordon Ramsey. Any room? Any Gordon Ramsey, the chef? (laughs) The show got canceled. Now he's got a a new gig. Does it say whether it was a snake handling church? It likely was. I tell you what, if it was a snake handling church, being naked ain't a great idea. Nah, I'll tell you what. Extra clothes. I'm all for snake handling. I was born a snake handler, Brendan. I'll die a snake handler. <laughs> we all That's know that, religion. Colin. Everybody knows that. Okay, Chief Gordon Ramsey said a former member visited an unnamed church claiming it needed to buy her a new house. Uh, the woman reportedly cursed and yelled at church members in the reception area, then took off all her clothes while her children, young children were nearby. Mm-hmm. What else would you do at church? <laughs> I mean, other than handle snakes. Now, one last story for you here, Colin, and it comes to us from the Washington Post. Big national story. 
Kansas woman receives a racist letter about her grandkids. Again, <laughs> another shocker. Yeah. A Kansas woman says she's still shaken up after she got a threatening letter in the mail earlier this week. There is a reason for the saying, the other side of the tracks. That is where these people belong, Nancy Firth said the letter read. Nancy Firth was uh, told local media the handwritten anonymous note addressed to residents was an attack on her grandchildren who are biracial. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, in Kansas, if she was just... I don't mean a white person with slightly darker skin. It would be enough, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, just having biracial uh, children's and grandchildren is enough, apparently. She gave a copy of the letter to the Washington Post, and it reads in part, We have noticed that there are some black children at your residence. Maybe you are running a daycare, or these are your children. In either case, we have put our home up for sale. This neighborhood does not need blacks in it. Jesus. So I'm a little bit shocked. I thought that Governor Brownback had passed a law that... Um, Biracial children were illegal in Kansas. <laughs> I don't strange. know if that one's passed yet. It's still running, <laughs> He's running still working hard on that again. one. She says, I guess I never thought this was real, you know, the hatred that people have in the world. I mean, because I try to teach my grandkids to love everyone, no matter what color. It's unclear exactly who wrote the letter. First went to the return address, but found the home didn't actually exist. She didn't file a report with the Wichita police. Officials told local media they're investigating the letter, and whoever is responsible could face a disorderly conduct charge. Ooh. But even if they never find out who wrote the letter, she says she has plenty of support from her neighbors. If the people who wrote this letter need help packing, I'm sure quite a few people would love to assist. Now, that's what they say. But, I mean, I think yeah. if you have a biracial family and you move into Kansas, that's probably not out of the... <laughs> I don't I sound you know, insensitive, but that's on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's on you. You moved to Kansas. Well, I don't know about that. But you, a backward state in the union. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, what did you expect? I, mean, I guess I can't argue too much for that. But anyway, that has been a very action-packed Kansas news. Well, what do you say, Colin? We take our second break for the day, and uh, when we come back, we do a little bit of West Virginia fact or fiction. Ooh, fact or fiction. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. All right, this is the Mazotcast. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well... For a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No, our blades are great. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Pull up your pants. We're back. Well, Colin, it's been a long time coming, but we are uh, able to play Fact or Fiction, which is a little opportunity we have to learn a little bit more about West Virginia, a place that we don't play a lot, a place we don't know a lot about. And so are you ready to get this thing started? Yeah, it should be educational. All right, let's do it. For those of you who are new to the show and don't know what fact or fiction is all about, this is where I will read a few statements about the state of West Virginia, and Colin will have to go based on his knowledge of the state and determine whether this is in fact a true or false statement. I have not seen these. He has not seen these. Okay, let's start out with the first one. Number one, West Virginia is ranked last in the nation in well-being based on emotional health, work environment, and financial security. As well as access to food. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say false because Kansas is out there. No, West Virginia is dead last. (laughs) Wow, they're not even in the SEC. Yeah, no. You're over one. Bad start. But, you know, it's the first time. So you're. I'll I'll get it going. You can get a little rust. Number two, West Virginia ranks number one nationally in obesity rate. No, this can't be true. I mean, the South has got this cornered. I mean, not that West Virginia isn't in the South, but I feel like the Mississippis or the... Alabama's of the world's got to have this cornered. Yeah! That's right. No, it's actually Arkansas. Arkansas. Well, Brett Belima did move there from Wisconsin, so that probably tipped the scales, Mm -hmm. both literally and figuratively. (laughs) That's right. Well, and West Virginia comes in at number two. Okay, well, good for them. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, by the way, they rank um, number two with 35.7% of their population considered obese. Um, Number three, the governor's mansion grounds have housed a functioning moonshine still since 1884. Uh, this is so absurd it has to be true. 
No, it, it sounds right. It, it does, does sound it right. Sounds, sounds accurate, but in fact, no, there is no such thing. Uh, let's move on to number four. At least not that we can confirm. That's right. Not confirm. It could be. Uh, number four. It is legal for a man in West Virginia to have sex with an animal provided the animal weighs less than 40 pounds. <laughs> Wow, you know, I'm going to say false just because that seems like a that, that seems bad for an animal. You know, what I mean, if it's under 40 pounds, I mean, yeah, you think it'd be the other way around. You know, uh, horses are, you know, yeah, I mean, bring like it that. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm say false. No, that is a law. It You're joking. A, it's a real no. I this is all true factor fiction. That's true, Brendan. Are you serious? That's true. That you're allowed to. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, let's go on to number five. After big wins, the University of West Virginia students engaged in a cherished tradition of setting couches on fire. Oh, um, okay, sure, I'll buy that. Yeah! Absolutely. I've got a little article about that. It is a proud tradition. It's gone on for years. <laughs> nice. Um, so let's see here, number six. You got that one right. Uh, the most common belt used in West Virginia is a piece of rope. <laughs> I'm going to say false, just because I assume it's going to be a gun belt. Oh. Hit the wrong button. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, you're right. It is false. It is. I guess there's really no way. There's been no measurement. Bandoliers or something. Mm, but I, it may be true. It's just nobody's measured I'd it. I'd say gun belt, Baylor twine, probably neck and neck. Yeah. <laughs> number seven. Uh, you're doing pretty good. You're, you're four and two at this point. Nice. Uh, number seven. Oral and anal sex are considered felony crimes in West Virginia. Mmm, that's a toughie. Mm-hmm. That's a toughie. Anal, particularly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so let's say, uh, sure, it's one of those old, antiquated, outdated laws on the books. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, certainly is a felony. So. Wow. It's not get just those, a, it's a misdemeanor either. You get those dicks out of your you mouth. Go to the back, you go back door. <laughs> you're gonna take some. You're gonna head to the federal federal house there, and then ironically get more in the back door. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of repeat crime going on uh-huh. in those prisons. Yeah. yeah, it's like a revolving door. Yeah. Uh, number eight, the famous West Virginia Hatfield McCoy feud was reunited in 1979 when the two families battled each other on television during an episode of Family Feud. Ah, uh, sure, I will buy that. I would absolutely buy that. Yes, the Hatfield McCoys did battle out in the Family Feud. Brennan, did you know that the original feud started? Over a meth lab. I did not know that. Factoid for you. Yeah, it's good. I'm learning something. Yep. Uh, Number nine, the state pastime of West Virginia is a picking and a grinning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's the that's got to be the official. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see anything. I didn't look that up. I just feel like it's true. Yeah. Picking and a grinning. Yeah. It's got if it's not first, it's right up there. It's pretty true. Uh, Final question. Okay. You're doing you you start out slow, but you're doing really well. West Virginia is documented as having the nation's most racist voters. Wow. Again, because it's South, I mean, it's, it's believable, mm-hmm. but you don't think of West Virginia as hardcore South. Right. No, it's very North of the um, South. But it's probably super white. Mm-hmm. Boy. This I know. Is a, I like to end on a toughie. This is a dilly of a pickle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, sure. All right. I'll go for that. Yeah. Yeah. A recent poll found that 20% of residents responded that they do consider race in who they choose to elect. That is number one in the nation. The number two most racist state. Kansas? It, uh, no, they came in at 13% of uh, voters admitted that they mm-hmm. they chose based on race. So mm-hmm. West Virginia, 20%. Yeah. Next highest, 13%. Yep. So pretty darn racist. Yeah. So according to my math, you went 8-2, and two, Colin. You know quite a bit about West Virginia. Shit, yeah, I do. So anyway, Colin, I mentioned that the the tradition of burning couches uh, in West Virginia. There's a little story right up about that because it is a matter of fact true. It said couch burning has become a large part of West Virginia's national identity in their university, thanks in part to media attention about their switch to the Big 12 Conference. But how real is the tradition? West Virginia students have maintained a reputation for hard partying for more than 40 decades or four decades. The university has been consistently ranked it's a top party decades. school. Yeah. Wow, there to go. <laughs> but times are changing in Morgantown. Legislation by local lawmakers has made malicious burning a felony, and the university takes internal action against students 
who are caught burning couches. There's always a stick in the mud. Uh-huh. The university police are cracking down on underage intoxication, issuing more than 100 citations in their opening weekend. Well, of I feel like they should get semester. on the, you know, what most universities do to celebrate big wins. And that's, you know, certain Mizzou's favorite pastime is just having you know, gobs of students having loads of unprotected sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's, you know, big wins just are a jizz-soaked explosion around here. <laughs> That's right. Well, the, the tradition supposedly dates back to the 80s, but it culminated in 2003 when 255 fires were reported. <laughs> the, the, night, the worst night came after a notable win against Virginia Tech in 2003 when 120 fires were lit in one night. Wow. Uh, noted that when old fires were extinguished, New fires were ignited. So uh, Natalie Shook, a professor of behavioral uh, sciences at West Virginia, says it's a mob mentality playing into the factor. Graduating senior Chase Vassell said students will always party regardless of consequence. Partying is pretty normal. Students, just like any organization, react to authority. If police crack down, they'll just find a new way to have fun. I'm telling you what, I'm going to quit my job right now. I'm going to buy a furniture factory outlet franchise, Mm -hmm. and I'm moving to West Virginia. Yeah, soak them in oil. Yeah. Yeah, make whale little, oil. Yeah, make them a little more mm-hmm. appetizing. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, let's hope that uh, next week there will be no couches on fire. Britton, you know, because there haven't been games yet, mm-hmm. um, we haven't got to name a Kirk Farmer's Hair player of the game, which is for our listeners know that uh, we honor each week a player mm-hmm. uh, with a Kirk Farmer's Hair player of the game who epitomizes all that is special. Because what Kirk Farmer's Hair is, is special. Glorious. Glorious. Spun gold is mm-hmm. what it is. Right. But unfortunately, we can't name that, uh, that no. award until there's actually a player to name it for. But something has... We, we've basically created a new award that can really go year-round. Right. It's not contingent on football. Right, which is important. So um, we're going to start doing the TJ Mo Douchebag of the Week Award. That's right. Douche of the Week. Yeah. So if you don't know who TJ Mo is, he was a once beloved slot receiver for our Mizzou Tigers. He was. I think me and Brendan were both admitted, were admitted fans. Yeah, did well. But he has taken a solid turn for douchery. He has. He's not done a lot since his football playing days, and he's found the only way to get any notoriety is to get to any media source that will have him mm-hmm. and basically trash talk his old teammates. Yeah, he's uh... – He's not a fan favorite with his own uh, fellow teammates, no. Yeah, so, I mean, he, we could name him Douche of the Week every week if we yeah. so choose. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that T.J. Mo at some point probably will win his own award. Mm-hmm, so, that's true. But this week's Douche of the Week is... Go Jeff ahead. Gordon. Jeff Gordon... And uh, not the race car driver, though he is a huge douche. <laughs> no, Jeff Gordon of the Post-Dispatch wrote an article this week uh, sort of bemoaning the Tigers' current state of affairs and longing for the days of the Big 12. The heady days of Big 12 yeah. football, man. No, no Boy, question. how I don't miss them. Yeah. Now, granted, we had some great seasons in the Big 12. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 2007, 2010, some fantastic times under Chase Daniel and even oh, Blaine Gabbard. I mean, listen... My wife and I have constant arguments over the huge Chase Daniels um, monument I have put up in my uh, my bedroom. Chase Daniels or Chase Daniel? Chase Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Incorrect. candles. <laughs> There's candles all around. I light them every night. I pray to him sure. uh, for As the Tigers does. to have a successful season. So. Um, you know, when those were 12, big 12 days. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but then uh, I, I, so if you don't know, on Mazodcast.com, we do have a, a blog where we have a, occasional write articles. And I wrote a sort of response piece to uh, Gordo's and saying, you know what? The SEC hasn't been so bad. Um, I, I don't know if you recall, you know, just two or three years ago, 2013, 2014, when we won the division, uh, we won a Cotton Bowl title, a Citrus Bowl title, and, and, those weren't in the Big 12. We no. seem to have done all right. You know, One bad year, and seasons. already he's No, we've had two bad the, years, to be, to, it, to be to, fair. To yeah. be fair, we've had two bad years. But yeah. but right off of last year, all of a sudden he thinks that it erases all the success that we've had. Well, to me, it just speaks to how out of touch he is. I mean, mm-hmm. not only is it an S, the SEC a uh, better conference, and uh, not only have we won two East championships in it, Big 12 was an unmitigated disaster of a conference. It was a dumpster fire, and, and we had to get out. And there's been no looking back since then. I mean, it's, it's been an absolute revenue juggernaut. I mm-hmm. mean, with the, with the SEC network in play, I mean, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic for us to be in this league. And if you ask anybody I know, if you are happy we're in the SEC, they say, hell yes. Yeah, the, I mean, that, that's what I'm going to get. He, he kind of, like in the article, mentioned that, you know, he, the sentiment that's out there. It's like, I haven't heard that sentiment at all. Mm-hmm. 
that where people are like, boy, I wish we were back in the Big 12 where there's a fucking dumpster fire and they could split into a million pieces any moment. Mm-hmm. Like, boy, I wish we'd go back to that. Yeah. No, it doesn't exist. And uh, so that's why I think this week the uh, first ever TJ Mo Douche of the Week goes to Jeff Gordon. Douche of the Week. Congratulations. Yeah, it'd be nice. Maybe we can bring that segment back on the regular. If yeah, every anything. week I, we should name a Douche of the Week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there, there's always... There's douches out there. Oh, boy. Up yeah. plenty. Oh, yeah, Brian Goers could win it. Brian, Brian Goers is the Douche of the Year in a lot of ways. If he ever shows up. Yeah, yeah, right? sure. That's maybe his biggest douche move. Yeah, exactly. Copping out on this show. But yeah, so anyway, um, you know, we've, we brought you three shows this season, despite not having any football. So Yeah, nothing to talk about whatsoever. So you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, like I, said, like I said, we will have a preview show, midweek show, uh, about the West Virginia game where we'll talk with some West Virginia folks and maybe have another Mizzou guy on as well just to talk about their thoughts. And uh, we'll do that like we did last year, every week mid-show, every, you know, midweek to prep for, for the upcoming football game. but Yeah, something else we should mention is obviously follow the Mazodcast on Twitter. Lots of good information there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've made a few videos, um, a few memes, things like that. Uh, if you have, I mean, we haven't even mentioned that we did make a hype video for the season. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there's you been a couple of hype videos out there. You should go check out to the Mazodcast hype video. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, Mazodcast.com, which uh, we be blogging. Mm-hmm. We are just as eloquent with a pen as we are with our sultry, sultry tongues. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're the, really the kings of all media. Yeah, I mean, the same way we can lick a blister on a microphone, Brennan, mm-hmm. we, can write a, we can write ourselves a goddamn blog. You better believe it, Colin. <laughs> and uh, obviously, if you want a sticker, after we mention the stickers, uh, I'm always shocked when we mention the stickers on the show. People are like, how do I get me a sticker? Like, mm-hmm. we have been mentioning stickers since the inception of the show, and there are always people that are shocked like you have stickers where do we get said where do, how do we get those stickers well you send us an email or a tweet with mm-hmm. your address and you will get yourself a goddamn Mazodcast sticker right. and it will raise the value of your car twofold absolutely will it'll get you laid it's happened yes it absolutely has uh the email is mazodcast at gmail.com and of course like colin said at twitter or at mazodcast on twitter um just get in touch with us we'll we'll direct message you get your address and send you one out not only that Go to iTunes, give us a five-star review. We lost all of our reviews when the podcast came down and then had to go back up. We had a lot mm-hmm. of technical difficulties. We lost all our reviews. We had several of them, mm-hmm. and those reviews help propel us to the top of the power rankings when it comes to podcasts. Well, five-star reviews. Let's, let's, let's be specific. Yeah, don't be a real dickhead and give us anything but. <laughs> yeah. If you want stickers, too, I recommend getting extra stickers. Slap them on um, people's political stickers so we don't yeah. have to deal with that until November. Sure. Just Mazodcast stickers be, make everybody a lot friendlier. Apparently, they're electing a president. I have I pay no attention. But no, I mean just just listen to the podcast. Don't worry about politics. Yeah, there's so. corrupt or crazy. What do you? <laughs> what's your choice? <laughs> We're both here at the Mazad. That's right. We corrupt endorse both crazy. candidates fully. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're pretty excited because this after we sign off now, it will officially be game, game day week. week. Boom. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Colin, too <laughs> as I'm, always. I mean, uh, I never want to hear it, but you know. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> you know when I hear it, you can see it. <laughs> so uh, let's. I don't want to talk anymore about that. M I Z Z O U. Pinkle, sprinkle.